Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. Uh, just going to be me tonight, Jimmy's... You know, everybody's got stuff going on. It's that time of the year. Uh, but me, I, I didn't, you know, Memorial Day just passed. Didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Worked on trailer and did family stuff. And today I won the yard of the year or whatever for my neighborhood. I don't know what it is, but yeah, can't believe that happened. So like you get older. I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but you get older, something you never cared about. And now I'm out, you know. Working on my lawn, had trees removed and pine straw. It's, dude, I'm, I'm getting so old. But, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about KFL Kayak Fishing League. Um, and we've got two guys on here. we got got Greg Nosar, the owner and commissioner of the KFL and also the owner of the Washington Warhawks. And Randy Newton, the owner of the Deep South Kraken. That's right. The newest, the newest team. Yeah, man. <laughs> By the way, I am not the owner of Washington Warhawks. I turned that over to Will Brewer because I have oh, way man. too much going on. So, But it's all good, though, man. Just the, the star player. There's there's some hammers on that team, man, that you never heard of, man. I'm, I'm excited for it, man. We, we, we have a good team, real good team. There you go. Cool. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll – Give y'all a chance to say who you are and who your team is. Randy, we'll start with you, man. 
All right. Well, um, Randy Newton with the Deep South Kraken down here in Florida, one of the three teams down here in Florida. Last-minute arrival to the party, but not late to the dance. Let's put it that way. Um, We are uh, excited for this year uh, and definitely looking forward to the kickoff this weekend against the Florida Copperheads. That is going to be a blast at the Tenorock, and we are ready to – just get it going. Um, been doing this now for a little while, you know, had the KAF uh, Sunshine State Trail down here in Florida. And so a lot of these anglers, I think we have a total of 30 of them that are involved in the KFL. So we are excited to see what's going to transpire. Not only do we have the three teams, but we also have a couple anglers with the Southern Slayers and then also uh, with a couple other teams in uh, South Carolina. So we are, we are really excited for uh, just the flux of, uh, anglers coming out of the KEF and be a part of this. Cool. And uh, you have your own podcast. That's right. We uh, do our show normally on Monday nights at 8 p.m. And because of Memorial Day, we took a week off, but we'll be back hitting it hard next week because we also have our very last trail stop the following Saturday. So we are going to get ready to wrap that up for the season. There we go. Cool. Which is weird to say that we're finishing our season when everybody else yeah. is starting. <laughs> yeah. But what, what, what podcast is it, if people don't know? Plus Kayak Anglers of Florida. You look us right up on YouTube, Facebook, Kayak Anglers of Florida. You can learn anything you want about the state of Florida and companies and also locations throughout the state. Cool. All right, Mr. Nosara, the, the, the man with the plan, the, the brain of all this. To, to let, if they don't know who you are, never heard of you, tell them who you are and everything about the KFL they need to know. Yeah, Greg Nosar, um, founder, creator of the KFL, man. Um, it's been it's been quite a ride. We started last year, started with 17 teams all across the country, added over to the 2018 season, uh, this season, man. And if you don't if you follow like sports and you know what the NFL is and major league baseball and NBA, that's kind of how this is all structured. Um, there's eight players on each team, four start each game, and it's a home and away games. There's four home games and four away games for each team. And, um, man, it's, it's been real. I mean, it's, you know, the sponsors are involved and in, in team sponsors, there's corporate sponsors. Um, it's an eight game season with a playoff format. And it's, uh, basically there's two conferences kind of like the North and South conference, um, of the KFL. Um, and there's three divisions. Your the whole goal is to win your division, uh, or win the conference and there's bye weeks and you know, it, it's like an NFL playoff system. So, uh, until we get a champion and we have quote unquote, the Super Bowl of KFL or the KFL championships going to be held on uh, Lake Chickamauga in, um, in October. And, uh, it's gonna be exciting, man. It's really, really cool. Something new, something that's really not been done before in fishing, especially kayak fishing. So, uh, you know, it's been absolutely amazing though. It's been a lot of fun and, a lot of anglers, their feedbacks last year was, this is the funnest I've ever had fishing. And we learn from one another. There's a camaraderie that happens, and uh, you develop fans. And, I mean, it's just so cool. It's so much fun. And, I, and really, you know, if somebody has never heard of the KFL or if somebody has been on the fence or they haven't, you know, they, they just haven't, haven't thought much about it, it is amazingly like I'm, I'm amazed to see what you've done to really to get like an entire league fully thought out, fully. I mean, Motion Sports Network to have a place to, to, you know, to have all the shows, the podcasts, the live podcasts, there are the live shows. 
uh, the rules, the the teams, getting new teams, sponsors, uh, yeah, social media, organizing all of that. I can barely do my own. Uh, everything you've done, it's, uh, dude, I, I don't know how you have a job, have a family, and do KBBT and KFL. Uh, de- definitely, I think some other people have tried to take the title, but you are now officially the hardest working man in kayak fishing for sure. Well, here's the deal. I appreciate that, Dan. Dan, remember me and you were talking when this whole thing first came out. You were the first person I called with the idea. And I said, Dan, what do you think? And you're like, oh, I love this. You know what I mean? Just you were like, yeah, because I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, man. And you, you kind of cut me off mid sentence because you, you knew the concept, right? And, um, you know, it, if it was honestly, it, it all falls back to, you know, like two years ago with the kind of concept. And if it wasn't for your encouragement and, and confirmation that this is going to work, then it would never have been birthed, man. I mean, that's the God's honest truth. So I thank uh, you for your encouragement, man. You've been right there all along, man. And um, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to do with that. You have though. I mean, you, you do. And this league is not just, it's not just one man. It's, you know, it's, it's everybody, you know, all the owners who've committed to this and, you know, have, have seen the vision and has inputted their, their, um, their input and in what it should be. I mean, it's not, it's not just, you know, one or two people that do this. It's everybody involved, including this man right here. I mean, you know, he came in at the late, you know, he really uh, helped us out and to be prepared and have a team ready at, at, at the moment's call. And literally the next day he was ready to go. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it's amazing to me, you know, and then here he is facing, a very tough matchup in week one, you know, versus the Copperheads. And like he said, I mean, he's developed a, an empire, so to speak, in, in, in Florida. And, um, you know, it's going to be cool because I, I'm friends with a lot of Florida anglers. I'm looking forward to see what happens in your conference, Dan. I mean, in your in your division there. it's The Southeast is no joke. It's yeah. going to be a slaughter fest of amazingly talented anglers. I mean, it, it's not so much – sometimes the, the talent doesn't win. It's it's always you know, who's going to be the best team. You know what I mean? And I'm very interested to see what happens out of your conference, man. you got six teams in your conference. You're going to have to just roll through. It's not going to be easy. No, it's it's definitely going to be tough. Uh, like, we'll be all cutting each other. Because, I mean, at, at the end of the season, you, you have to have the best record to get the home field advantage, to have really have a really good shot of making the championship. Because if you're going to somebody else's lake, in the playoffs like we did with the hammers last year and we got you know we got beat by texas in the uh southern championship it's man it's tough to go to somebody else's lake and to win it is and, uh yeah I, i'm gonna be honest with you i think i think you guys have the hardest place to win i think you have the the ultimate home field advantage Kusa is, it's, I mean neely henry's tough i mean for visitors to come in and try to tackle neely henry Good luck to you, man. <laughs> I mean, good luck. I I mean, that's that's why, and, and that's why my questions, but, um, you know, that is why we chose Neely Henry because it, it, it's, there's a lot of fish. It gets a lot of pressure, but it's really difficult to catch 18 plus inch fish. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of teams are back and everybody that came, I think everything that came in last year, especially the Carolina casters, who were fishing again on our, on our same home lake. So I'm worried about that. Yeah, uh, Stephen Bell and them. But um, 
yeah, it's um, uh, it's tough to catch those bigger fish, and that's that's why we chose it as home field. But uh, but Randy, that that's one of my questions is as an owner, and I guess Greg from from last year, how do you how did y'all choose your home lakes? Because I, I know especially with y'all, y'all share some lakes. Um, you know, y'all are kind of have the same home waters as some other teams, right? Well, the the really cool thing is, you know, because of the KAF, we travel all over the state and we go to all these lakes. So um, there's a there's a large majority of them that we have fished and there's a small majority that we haven't so pretty much you can go i know i know where some of these guys are going to pick some of their lakes um you know we we all fish tenor rock we all fish those things but i like to fish some of the unusual ones i mean we do have a couple of the the big names like lake toho for instance that's on our that's on our roster but then we also have a couple spots that are the unusual places that still get the cell signal and things like that to have anglers go to and um you know you like to have a challenge to them too you like to you like to make it but we also want to make it tv worthy so we want to catch good quality fish so you want to take them to a place that not a lot of people know but we also know that you can catch good quality fish and um that we have a lot of those opportunities down here in florida and then also working with three to four other teams out of our state that is wanting to come into the state and fish some of those lakes. So working with those other owners and working with those other teams, trying to develop a schedule. So we don't, we're not stomping on each other's toes and to give uh, credit where credit's due, like to allow the Florida Copperheads to make their selections first and hold on to their lakes because they're grandfathered. They're, they're, they're the, the one of the founding fathers, you know, let them do their thing and then have the other guys and the other teams make their choices. So we really try to work hand in hand. Sometimes, it's not always a good battle, but you, you kind of get some of the lakes that you get and you get, you don't get upset. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what Florida what, has what, a ton what of your three, what, what are your three home lakes? So we have Toho. We also have, uh, Kenansville and we also are at a one fed as another one. And why did I just go back on my other lake? A one fed. Yeah. A one fed's a nice hidden secret down here at Jim in South Florida. Um, okay. Okeechobee, man. Yeah, well, no, 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 not Okeechobee. Well, it's... No, that, that's that, that's a Copperheads. Oh, that's yeah. right, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. because yeah, we're we're going to fish Okeechobee, which that's I've it. been to before and I love, so I'm excited to be going back. So now, now you, now I got to look real quick. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't it's all right. It's spot. it's perfectly fine. Um, Toho A A One Feb Keenansville and should just be three, Brent. Four. That's it. Yeah, that's three. Sorry, I was double checking because we did have four as a backup, but it got booted. Okay. Okay. A1 Fed. Now now I want to know what that is. That is a water management area that's down here in South Florida, south of Okeechobee. um, And it's only open on the weekends, but it's public access. So like who, who manages it? So it's it's managed by the um, water management team here in South Florida, and it is all water controlled right through the middle. So it takes everything from Okeechobee. Uh, the water draw goes through the Everglades instead of going out the sides like it did before in all of the newscasts. So, so like the red, no more red tide because of that? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, or you could just quit spraying grass and that, that might. Uh, I'm in firm agreement of that one. So we'll leave it at that one. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. All right. So how did you choose if you have all these other anglers? I mean, some you'll definitely fish the two Florida teams. How did you choose which home lakes you're going to put people on? So, and, and I ask that because your area is a little bit different. Like mine is where I have 
I mean, I could put some on Smith Lake where it's 200 feet and clear. Yeah. I, I could put some on a river. Or I could put them on a lake. South Florida's central and South Florida's kind of, you know, a bowl, a yeah. grassy bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we want to go where we want to we want to go where the most fish can be broadcasted and televised. And obviously, we all know Lake Toho has been used throughout the nation for all sorts of events. So you could put quality through there. And then we wanted to bring um, a little bit of excitement. You know, we wanted to showcase a couple other events that haven't been in areas <clears throat> like, for instance, Keensville. Um, there hasn't been too many broadcastings of that area so we wanted to show a little light on that on, on that and then also a1 fed we wanted to bring that into into play because not a lot of anglers know about it and it's a water managed area and it's public access you can go in there as long as you don't have a motor uh you know you're not allowed to have a gas motor you can have an electric motor and, and fish in there and so um it's it's a beautiful place to go and to be there so you know um how we chose which teams are going to go we tried not to make the farthest team north go to the farthest place south because um, that would have just been awful. Um, nice, right? You know, uh, we're new to the game, but at the same time, we're also trying to set a level of, of professionalism throughout the organization and not trying to not trying to go after the other guy, but also not trying to make it so difficult that they can't even get to the place. You know what I'm saying? And um, for us, it's it's about coming in here putting our best foot forward, producing a great show and producing great fish and uh, hopefully pulling out some wins and doing well this year. And uh, it seems like it'd be difficult in Florida to even have lakes that have that much cell service, right? A lot of the Royal areas, um, e even like you go to one corner of Toho and the, it, the cell signal is awful. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you have to be you have to be very cautious of where your cell signals are, your towers are, and to make it. Keensville is not an easy place, but if you're out in the open, you're okay. But if you're close to a bank, cell signal's gone. <laughs> and kind of, I, I, Greg, you, you could speak on this too. But our rules are different whenever it comes to boundaries because you only have to have a certain amount of acreage. Did you play with anything with uh, with boundaries on certain lakes where? How does that come into play for y'all? Ours is different where Neely Henry, we're giving them dam to dam as long as they're, you know, in a, a creek that feeds the main lake, the main river, you can <clears throat> fish anywhere you want to. It's it's wide open. Is that something that y'all thought about? Well, I, th I know for sure for us that we uh, definitely looked at putting some boundaries on some areas because you can get way back in housing developments on some of these lakes and stuff like that. And we don't want anybody going up in the housing development. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to probably landlock it to the lakes itself and up to certain points only because um, we want to, we want to eliminate maybe a little bit of that competition that could happen inside those canals. Okay. That's where so, I'd be going first. Cause they, they, they put us on Okeechobee. We couldn't go off the lake and there's a couple of, how, you know, sub, there's one subdivision on the west side I really wanted to fish, and whenever they said, "Oh, you have to be on the lake," I'm like, "Damn, that hurt. that really hurt me." I, I was actually whenever I went and fished there in a college event, I was in the lock. Me and my buddy, he caught a nine there. And, oh, uh, yeah, we we would have had. It was the biggest fish he's ever caught, still to this day. It was a nine three. I think whenever it had to spit some stuff up because. It was bigger than that, I swear, whenever we caught it. If we would have caught every fish that we had on, like, had bite that day, because there was a couple of them that we saw and a couple of other ones that came off, we would have had over 40 pounds. 
yeah. it's just one of those magical days wow super high risk high reward you know punching two ounce weights and you know stuff like that so you're not going to get them all but, well um, i mean you, you go down to lake okeechobee you gotta fish lake okeechobee you can't fish the canal leading into lake okeechobee i mean that's the part of the 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 magic of fishing the lake so i i can see why um uh, they limit everybody to inside the yeah. lake only um we've done that at our events for the kaf and um it does el- eliminate some of anglers specialty but it forces anglers to go out and try to catch those big old hogs because they're tucked up in there and oh yeah um, and and yeah. whenever they said that for okeechobee it's like oh we have the biggest lake in in the country i think that's reasonable you know it, it wasn't a boundary issue at all it was you know ah it sucks i can't fish here but eh, it's okay. I, I get it yeah there was some stuff like the monkey box or wherever you want to fish there's some places that are going to be really hard to get to on Okeechobee because it's so big that Massive. I guess that's the one it, thing I'm concerned about. It's all about knowing your ramps and your locations of those ramps and getting into the locations of how to get there. And uh, Okeechobee can chew you up and spit you out. It can make you a hero or make you a zero. And um, it's all about knowing how to get into those areas from the outlying uh, ramps and stuff to get you into those locations. Yeah, for sure. Well, Greg, whenever you did it, was there, I guess what were the considerations whenever you were choosing your lakes or trying to bring an opponents onto your lakes? Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, we want to open up as much of the water as we can um, within reason, you know, I mean, the Potomac river is huge. Um, yeah, so that's you know, another giant one. It is. So, you know, we, we kept it to the Woodrow Wilson bridge because anything above that is DC and we don't want you fishing DC waters. Um, and, and then, you know, getting it all the way down was south. It's called the 301 bridge. So it opens up both Maryland and Virginia side, pl- plenty of fish, pl- plenty of fishing areas for all to fish. So we, that's more of a, actually that's more of the boundaries that our local trail uses. So we were consistent with what everybody knew from that standpoint. But um, you know, the home team, we were very cognizant about making sure that the home team develops those boundaries because here's the deal. I have, I don't know Neely Henry. Like, why would I tell you what boundaries to fish? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you guys know your, your own waters. So we were very, you know, careful to sit there and say the home team has absolute call and it is what it is, man. You know, if they say you can't fish it, you can't fish it. There's a reason, you know? So. And uh, here's another question. Are there, I mean, it's kind of getting off topic of that, but what are some things even as owners that we're not having to deal with that you're having to deal with? I, I guess, uh, like I said earlier, I can't believe how much work you've put into all this. <laughs> what are some things that even we don't know that you've had to deal with that are, that have been difficult for you trying to get all this off the ground, man? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine. Okay. There's, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that you guys don't see here, taste, smell, whatever. I mean, there's. Like, for instance, I mean, doing the graphics, the graphic works. We don't have a guy that does it. I do it. You know what I mean? Um, you're doing you know, the standings, doing the points, doing the fantasy uploads, doing, um, you know, all, you know, basically talking with the sponsors, making sure we're okay there, and making sure all the teams 
um, have all their players sign up when fishing chaos, making sure that all the players are assigned to the right team, making sure all the tickets are right, making sure, you know, our judges have the best of, you know, access to make it all happen, making sure the broadcast team is ready to go, making sure the broadcast team has all the, you know, all the starters, making sure that, you know, they have enough information to make sure we have good stuff, making sure all the technology works, you know, going to stream yard. Working with fish and chaos just to, to be able to do a team format like this. Yeah. And then we, we did that from scratch. The app was created by scratch. I mean, I developed the app. I mean, you know, and so making sure all you know the website works. I, mean, I, I did the website. I mean, it's it's all those things and making sure it's all uh, done. You know, um, and I'll be honest with you. You know, with my career, my family. I mean, things just get overlooked, and I have to kind of go back through the day and make sure you know everything's good. I mean, Daniel. I mean, I'm not complaining. I love it, but the amount of messages I get. I've got 28 owners, and everybody's got their own you know question. Just the simple things like the IDs, the KFL IDs. I created all the KFL IDs for all the teams, making sure Blue Fox ten, uh, Gifts has those, you know, for the, um, you know, for the uh, the t- the tourney tags. Uh, making sure the KFL store is okay. Making sure Tim's got what he needs to make sure that he's got enough stuff for the tourney tags. We just signed on jigs and bigs. You know, making sure that those guys have everything and all the access that they need to do the post game coverage. I mean. There's so much stuff that goes behind this, and it's, and it's a it's a monster of my own creation. I get it, but when you open yourself up with all these platforms, um, you know, and you and you're looking to make sure that you have as many eyes on this product as possible, it's just part of part of it, man. You know what I mean? It's just part of it. And again, um, I wish I can just sit there and tell somebody, Hey man, do this for me, you know? But the problem is it takes me longer to train them to do it than me just to do it myself and just move on. You know, dude, I, I honestly, just I mean, that's only, the, that's only the tip of it. I mean, there's, I mean, Randy knows <laughs> what, in, you know, it was like running, running stuff. I mean, there's yeah. I, I, the, the big thing too. I'll be honest with you, man. I was worried about it was insurance. Like, Trying to find insurance to cover a nationwide kayak trail series and making sure that the coverages are in place. And I mean, and then you got to worry about permits up in the north, making sure that there's a general policy for all the um, permits up in the north and make sure all the guys are covered, man. I mean, that's a that's a big deal, man. Make it, and, and then helping other teams start their LLCs. Or, you know, in the business end. I mean, there's a lot of questions about the business portion of it and the franchise and try to walk teams through on how to open up the businesses and, and title it and everything else. And, I mean, it's a multi-tier, multifaceted deal. It's something that's never, again, never been done. And we're all walking this road of the new path together. And, you know, we're all learning from one another. But, yeah, it's um, it's it's a big undertaking, man. It's a big battleship, for sure. Is it getting easier every year like you you kind of built it out the first year or has it been more difficult the second year it's been a lot more difficult because there's we've taken a big step you know in 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 again we were on pride outdoor network last year okay they went away i mean they they walk i mean you can't get on pride anymore okay so where you put your product like so I created a network. I was like, okay. So I was like, I got to do something. And here's the deal. Like 
my goal was to get a thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel for motion sports before we started the KFL, um, you know, the KFL um, week one. Well, we've got 932. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like doing go that. Sign, go, yeah. Go, stop what you're doing. Pause a podcast. Go follow them. Motion Sports Network on YouTube. On uh, it, You can follow it all over. I, I have it on the app. I have it. I mean, yeah. I, I listen to you all all over the place. Well, the key is the thousand. Why you say why is the thousand? Because the Google algorithms change dramatically. If you have a thousand subscribers, it exponentially grows from there. You know what I mean? And that's the magical number. It also allows for ads and all sorts of stuff you can do. But that is the key. If you get to a thousand, it makes things. Uh, Google will start um, allowing other people see your content you know, a lot more. So it grows the product. So I've been, Daniel, I'll be honest with you, I've been busting my tail trying to get to that magical number, man. And it's putting out content every single day. You know what I mean? Whether it be regular sports or fishing or something, you know, that you could just put blurbs together and say, hey man, catch us here, you know? And, and that's natural, real growth. That's not going out and buying your subscribers. That's natural, real growth in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Google, Google will tell you, or, or like, basically they won't recommend any of their um, visitors to your Google channel. If you're trying to buy subscribers, like it shuts it down. Like you're not going to be able to do that. Well, I'll yeah. never know. I'm at 160 on YouTube and I think I've maxed out. That's as viral as I get. Yeah. I'll never get to a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No, it's, 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 it's tough, man. And you know, again, it's it's also you're trying to keep yourself relevant, you know, and, and come up with some fresh stuff, you know, without souring the product. That's right. another thing that's tough. You know, what I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it it's at the end of the day, the basis of it, it's just fishing. You know, what I mean, it's just fishing, man. You know, we're just having fun. But guys, I, I mean, my ultimate goal for this is I was talking to a good friend of mine, Jim Johnson, yesterday, and I kind of broke down and. It was like we were talking about, you know, what what's the whole premise and the basis about this? Like for me, you know, sports was everything in my life. Like, you know, the team aspect, going and being with your buddies and having that camaraderie and guys in the military. Dan, you understand this. You're in the military, right? I mean, you know, there's there's a special bond that took place. Not to say that sports or anything you know, can ever, re, you know, replace the, the bonds that you build while, you know, fighting for this country together, hand in hand. But, you know, growing up as kids, we, we had a bond of teammates. It's so funny because I literally was just getting messages on my cell phone. One of my best friends that I used to work with when I first started my career, just I, looked me up and he's like, Hey, we used to work together at first Virginia bank. He's like my, one of my greatest friends I've ever had. I haven't talked to him in 20 years. He just literally messaged me. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. But it's just like those memories of people that you've worked with or, you know, uh, played sports with or whatever. And then you, you had that common bond for, for many, many years. You know, we all live our separate lives. We all go different ways. We all go different places. But to be able to kind of come together as a team, as a, as a group of people that have a common, you know, goal and bond and putting on a uniform and going to a place that maybe you've never been before and try to challenge yourself to beat that other team in a, in a competitive environment. It's so great to me, man. I'm a competitor through and through. I love to compete. I love to win. I hate to lose, but it's more, this has been 
like after KFL year one, it's been a lot more than that to me. It's been hosting and getting to know these other anglers from all the other places, going to other places and hanging out with them and just enjoying their fellowship, man. That's what I cherish the most. Yeah. It's awesome. It's incredible. Well, the other thing too, that Greg's got going for him too, is now he's created teams that can help him inside of this. So now he can go out and fish Saturday yep. and he can trust the people to go, go on the back inside and produce a show, host the show, take care of the show for him. So he can go out and enjoy his day out in the water with his team and mm -hmm. be there. So he's starting to make teams and pockets to make this uh, relief, that pressure off of him. And they can actually enjoy what he created and, and, and had found it. Yeah. And that's what's so great about it too, man, because, you know, again, forming that other team, you know, like he's talking about, like not just the team that you compete with, but the, the team of broadcasters that we have, you know, um, and the, ta I mean, talented people, man. I mean, yourself, Dan, Randy, I mean, uh, uh, Juice, uh, Blake, I mean, all these guys are very talented uh, individuals. And, and I mean, they're not getting paid a dime right now. I mean, they're just doing this, you know, out of fun. Now, hopefully we'll get to that point where we can do that, but we're doing it just for because we love content creation and we love our sport and we believe in the product, man. And I, I cannot wait to see where this takes us because I think I think that this is going to change kayak fishing. Now, I, there's a lot of naysayers out there that, that think, don't think that, but I think this is going to be the place to be. If you're not on a team, you're going to be missing out. I mean, if, if you look at the people who have bought in from year one, from nothing to year one and then year one to year two. I mean, names are, they are what they are, but if you go just by that, I mean, it's yeah. We, it's, the biggest names, at least half of the biggest names in kayak fishing are, are fishing KFL now. You're and that's exactly year right. two. That's year You're, two. What, what will year three be year four? Well, I, I think this year is going to be the year of the unknowns. I think you're going to see, who Chris Mitchell is nationally people never heard of this guy. People in Florida know who Chris Mitchell is. Mm -hmm. I think the, on the national level, can't they're gonna right. they're gonna know. Chris Mitchell. Yep. Write that down. Is he fishing this week? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I have to change one of my people. Randy told me so, <laughs> or, or, or Greg told me. I'm sorry. <laughs> But no, I, I agree with Greg. I think that this year, because it's, it's, it, it's been expanded so much, that we're going to learn so much about more individuals, about their personality, their style, the way that they get out there and fish as a group and as a, as a team and to go out and compete. And not only that, but you're going to see four other anglers at another event from that team and learn about them and be more involved and to understand, hey, fantasy fantasy fishing's going on. You've got this group event going on over here. You've got this team going against this team because interstate rivalries are going to happen now. It's just going to grow, and that's the way – that that's why we did sports when we were kids you know we got on baseball teams and football teams and did soccer and did all these other things because we wanted to go against that team that we did not like from our school and you wanted to be a part of that you wanted to be involved in that you know it was whether it was the team across the street or the team in another state it was still your rival and it's still what you wanted it to be that's what we want. And so Greg's created a platform to allow us to create those things and to have a little bit of smack talk, to have a little bit of fun, but at the same time, put out a product that's going to want people to be involved in it. And I know, I know I've heard you say this before, Greg, but now if we're at 28 teams and whenever you max out at 32, which is the cap that you've set, 
like whenever there's a limited amount of space and there's more demand, the team, it seems like teams are going to get better or teams are going. I, I don't know if you have people knocking on your door who are better anglers than somebody who's currently on your team. Once all the teams are full and they can't create their own team anymore, you know, it's, it's only going to make the teams better. Well, that's, yeah, it's just natural, natural progression. I mean, here's the deal. Like you're talking about sub leagues and everything else, like a farm teams and stuff like that. I mean, I think, I don't think we're anywhere close to that, but I think, you know, once we get 32 teams, it can only be better, right? Like as long as, you know, the current uh, anglers of quality anglers that we have, you know, like the product, like what they're doing and they, and they fish with us again next year. Yeah. I mean, the teams are only going to get more competitive. I mean, they really are. So like you said, man, um, I mean, there's, there's anglers out there that are still unbelievable talented anglers. Um, you know, that, that they're not convinced that this is right for them because of time and effort. It, there's a lot of time that goes into this um, or one thing or another. So a lot of time. Yeah, it, it is. It's a lot yeah. of time. There's no doubt about it, man. Um, but that's why you have eight players. So you don't have to fish every event. You don't have to fish every game, you know? So, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really cool, man. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see some major upsets this week. I think we're going to see it, man. I really do. I think. Who, who, who do you think is going to lose? Who's who's the major upset? Tennessee. Let me just tell you this: Sam and them have a chance. I I I, I do. Have, here is a question I asked Sam: This is how are we going? I, how are we going to do times with that? Because, like, if our start time is seven, how do they? The people fishing the Hobie aren't going to say, "Well." I'm going to start fishing. No, our, I mean, our start time's at six, but here's the deal. Like, they can still fish Hobie. They just can't submit their fish until six o'clock. But they can fit, so they have to, do those fish count? Not, anything below, before six o'clock does not count towards KFL. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so if it's, I think there's, is, is, is there start time 530? I yeah, I don't know. I, okay. I thought it was, I thought the start time was seven. From seven to 12 and one to one to seven you talking about uh, kfl yeah no it's six 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 to one. Oh, okay well that's not yeah, that's yeah that's that's not much in okay yeah i was wondering i was just wondering how that was going to work yeah no it's, have, six to, it's six to one and twelve to seven because i know we're fishing a we have a home game the same week that we have a local tournament so that that makes it easy yeah yeah so, yeah try again, not I mean, to catch the biggest one in that <laughs> right if i get like 5 30 <laughs> right yeah i mean I, and a lot of and a lot of game a lot of games are play, play, being played simultaneously from live events. That's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah. and you can certainly catch fish from five thirty to six. You just can't submit them. I mean, the, the app won't even let you submit them. Um, you know, before that. So, and of course, you know, we get time stamps and all that stuff. So, you know, we'll know. You know, if if those fish are caught prior to. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's six to one and, and twelve to seven. So it shouldn't shouldn't be too bad. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I I can't wait. I like you going back to that game in particular. I did message Sam, and I was very upfront. I said, Sam, I think your team can do it. I do, and and we were talking about this on on the podcast I was just uh, doing. It is going to be. I think you've got you've got Adam Murray, Mike Elsie, Jason Cassidy, and Sam Jones, and then you've got Christine Fisher, Jody Queen, Eric Siddiqui, and Josh Stewart. Okay. I think it's going to come down to Sam Jones versus Josh Stewart. If Sam can somehow 
wow. beat Josh Stewart on Chickamauga, Tennessee will win. But yeah, I, I, I mean, right now, the beginning of the very beginning of June, those fish, a lot of them, I mean, not all of them, I would say the meat has just went offshore. I mean, this is historically. You're right. It's just went offshore. They're out there. They're stupid. Sam loves to fish deep. And I, I don't think Josh is, he, I'm sure he's versatile. All I know about him is Senko is a great angler. I don't know what he prefers or what he doesn't, but if he throws a Senko, I'm guessing he's more of a shallow water angler. Mm-hmm. And and they can obviously be caught on check shallow, but uh, Sam, if he goes offshore and gets on the right school, I mean, he could he could put up all 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I just think, I just think that, you know, and I'll be honest with you, like my own game, you know, um, Motor City, they're coming, they're coming to town. They, they beat us here last year. Um, now I'm uh-huh. fishing this year, but I, I think they can come in and beat us. I, I do because the Potomac River is so unpredictable right now. It's like you said, it's in a transition period. We're completely off of post-spawn. We're in the post-spawn funk right now. And, and some guy can find a school of bigs that they just come across and smoke us. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't think that's, uh, unreasonable for them to come in and beat us. You know, I mean, do I, am I going to do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen? You daggone right. I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, yeah, I think that, that kind of, that kind of stuff can happen. The Potomac river is just like that. I mean, it's a wonderful fishery when it's on and then it can be really tough when it's not. So. And Brett, Randy, how, where are y'all fishing this weekend? Oh, we're at the rock. We're at tenor rock down here. Um, so uh, home uh, game. Uh, no, it's actually an away game. We're going against the Copperheads, um, and it, it still feels like a home game to us because we yeah. fish these waters. So, um, you know, that's the that's a blessing in disguise right there. But, uh, you know, th- they've got a well-organized team that's been together for a year. They've traveled in the state as a team, um, and, you know, they've done all of our KAF events as a team, and they've all excelled at those. So, um you, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity to be the the underdog on it and still go to our one of our home lakes that we say and still try to put up numbers. And this weekend's going to be some foul weather and some different things. So it's just a different place. And we know it pretty well in the rain. We love fishing in the rain. Yeah. It's going to be nasty. What, yeah. What, what kind of numbers y'all going to put up there? I mean, is it going to be over 200? It could, it could easily be done, uh, especially on the way this weather and this, this uh, front's coming in. It could easily be done because it's all gearing up for uh, tropical storms. So um, it's going to be, it could be a nasty feeding frenzy. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, what the rock has to produce this weekend. Oh, so are y'all getting that tropical storm that's coming off Mexico yeah. right now? We're, that, yeah, we're expecting be. it to be here hopefully by Friday and moving and pushing all that rain and everything in this way. So they're talking about like 20 mile per hour gust at times. Is is Tenorock that open or is it a little more? Depends on your lakes. We have 30 something lakes in that area. So, you know, you get on the wrong lake, you can have a bad day easily. But if you get on the right lake, you can be sheltered, you can be covered and you can uh, have a, you can have a great day, but the rock plays out really, really well in rain. So um, it should be a lot of fun when it's blazing hot there it's miserable <laughs> yeah and it, it used to be mines is that what it was that's right it's Tenorock mines uh all mines uh sulfate mines throughout there and i've been turned over to the water management to uh Tenorock fishing 
now and it's all managed in that area and it, it's it's they've done a great job of you know you can only have so many boats or kayaks out on the water you can only have so many people out there so there there's limited numbers on some some have they're so big that they have like 30 people that can be out there oh on each lake yeah so it, some yeah. of them are like four three twos twos two people on lakes and some are wow. big numbers so uh they do a great job of managing it there how, how do they manage that? Do you have to get a permit beforehand? or You have to walk in. You have to go to a gate, uh, get pull, give them your license, tell them what lake you're going to. They give you a tag that you put up in your window, and you can go there. You can fish any lake throughout the day, but you have to go back to the to the shack, to the welcoming center, and um, turn in that Hope tag that and get another available. two. Yeah, and hope yeah. it's a- Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I swear I'd live in Florida if my wife would move. I work remote. I, I could do it. I don't know why she doesn't want to go. Me too, bro. Me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're ha- you're here for like half the year, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Without apology, um, but <laughs> you know, we'll see. You know, I got two couple years before my youngest one gets out of high school, and things might be changing then. So we'll see. I love it. I mean, Alabama's great too. But if I could be in Florida, that's. The only place I would move to, that's where it would be. I love well, Harris Chain. It's hilarious because I'm ready to get out of here and go to another place. Really? <laughs> I, I love the fishing and I love the people down here, but when you, it's the crowds, the numbers, and the quantity and density of, of human beings is starting to get a little overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, really? The, wow. It's the new New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Have you noticed that, that much of an increase? <laughs> oh, yeah tremendously it's 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 putting a hurt and i mean you can go to a local fishing hole down here and there could be another 20 people 30 people mm-hmm. uh in a jet ski or a boat or uh, all kayakers now i mean it's it's really starting to get dense in here wow that sucks but everybody uh, wants to move to florida yeah well i'm one of those people i i guess i i want to move a little bit less now I'll stand out. <laughs> Freedom. Yeah. Uh, although, like my second choice, hundred percent, it's North Alabama. I love that area, man. Yeah, yeah. North North Alabama, Huntsville is just rated number one place to live. Number I mean, one place I, to I, live. I've been saying that for years. Huntsville. If you're looking for work or something else, and you're looking for a place to move, man, Huntsville is. I, I can't believe more people aren't moving there, except for housing because it's expensive. Because there's so many people have moved there, and it's booming so much, but jobs beautiful place great fishing yeah good food yeah right. north alabama is uh, specifically i love florence which is pickwick but the whole huntsville gunnersville that whole area is mm-hmm. awesome place to be well the cool thing this- is, is you're also not too far away from chattanooga i mean you've got other places yeah. you can get to from there and it's yeah. not too too difficult two hours from nashville and yeah hour from birmingham and huntsville because i live in birmingham i don't mean to get on a whole deal but They've opened up a new center, and they've taken all the good concerts from my city, from Birmingham. So now all the good people are going up there now rather than here. Oh, wow. Sucks, yeah. They opened some new arena. It's taken everybody. (sighs) They have really good bookers, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I don't want to hold you up anymore. I appreciate anything else you want to say about the KFL people need to know before before we sign off here? Just, I mean... Tune in, support, just, you know, be a fan. Be a fan of the local team. Support your local team, man. I mean, there's a lot of hard work that goes into, you know, the, being in, in in a team and, and the dedication these these anglers are doing, man. I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, as I said, it's it's just going to be it, – it's 
it's innovative. Let me just say that it's an innovative approach to fishing. And um, it kind of reminds you, like Randy was saying, like when you were a kid, um, you know, playing for a sports team, that's what it's, this is about. So um, I, I have become fans of other teams that I'm not even a part of, man. I just, I just love the players, man. I, I really do. I mean, they're characters. I just, I root for them. And, um, and I'll be honest, there's some people I'm rooting against. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some people I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> ain't your time. You know what I mean? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, some of the emails that I've seen, uh, there's going to be some, if you like watching, you like people talking trash, Dude, you've got to watch this podcast coming up. The the recap show. What on Thursdays? Mm-hmm. Is that when it's yes. going? To be? Yeah, it's going to. It's going. If you like shit talking, it's going to be like like great a top shelf shit talking. So uh, yeah, the, you definitely the way that show. is structured is and their vision for this, which I think was perfect, man, because we're all the kind of the same age. It's nineteen ninety three Sports Center with Charlie Steiner. Dan Patrick and Stuart Scott. That's the kind of approach that they're trying to do with this recap show. It's kind of you know, that kind of calamity. It's going to be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, we'll I, I know my guys have been thinking up some, some, some shit talking to do themselves. So well, I, it's, it's a little bit, y'all love it up there in the North. Y'all love trash talking a little bit more than what we do down here. You're liable to get cut. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't talk too much smack because you know people people get real sensitive up there y'all y'all you know that's your thing but yes i mean sure i mean that's just yeah there, there's gonna be some people like i don't know man you're, you're gonna have some people who are just so humble and so appreciative of what they're doing and then you've got jason gardner <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he just doesn't care. You know, what I mean, he'll say it, smack it, talk it, and then you know, when he when he just falls flat on his face, he doesn't care. He's going to talk more trash. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's it to one in each his own, I guess. You know, but I it's, think it, uh, it, it's all going to cut loose too because if you don't trash talk, and people are sent, people are doing the trash talk, and then you find out a week later, like you can't respond in time. You have the game is already over. They talk trash. Yeah. To find out what happened. And then, so it'll get more people who didn't before into it because, you know, because you're always a week behind it. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm a big believer in thinking all those that are quiet beforehand, when you get them on a camera, watch out. So can I, can I tell you a quick story that happened last year? Yeah, man. Um, they're not with us this year, so I'm going to talk trash with them. So, <laughs> uh, West Virginia mountain, uh, the West Virginia Appalachian anglers. So I had, we had a game in West Virginia and beforehand, like you said, talking trash. And I had posted on their, their social media site that Virginia is going to take back country roads because back that song was written about Western Virginia. Okay. The Shenandoah river is not in West Virginia. It's in Virginia. Okay. So it talks about Shenandoah river. You know, and 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 in the Appalachian Valley. Well, West Virginia stole that song from Virginia. I don't care what they say. They they took it as their own. So I told them we're taking that song back after we beat their asses in West Virginia, right? And you should have seen the responses. And like people are coming up to me in West Virginia, like, are you that asshole <laughs> that wrote that? I'm like, yeah, man, that was me. Well, and then they just like that's our song. Like, that's our song. Country Roads is our song. I mean, just so offended, right? Well, they beat us 
at a whopping 29 inches to zero. Okay. We caught over 60 fish in the Greenbrier River, my, my team and I, and we scored zero scorable bass over 14 inches. It was unbelievable. They scored two on the Greenbrier River. Okay. So they started, you know, basically playing country roads. We went to a restaurant and there's <laughs> fans there and the whole community's there and they're cheering on West Virginia. You know, and they're playing country roads and they're just digging it in. Right. Well, when West Virginia came over to Washington, we beat them. OK, so there's a video of me kind of like George Washington on my kayak standing up, holding my chest, like my, my, my uh, life vest. And I'm kind of like doing like, you know, like the Captain the Morgan's pose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've got, you know, country roads being played and I played it everywhere. Like, you know, after we beat them. And I'm, I was getting death threats, dude. <laughs> Just like, that's our song. That's our song. You know? Anyway, it was hilarious, man. But I'll have to give West Virginia. I, I'm very sad that they're not part of the KFL this year because the greatest fan base I've ever seen and sensitive, sensitive, but they loved their team, man. And it was, um, it was so much fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Well, well of course they do. They're all related to the people in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hatfield and McCoy, man. There's no doubt of it, dude. They were, they were something else, man. But um, I, I tell you, I've never, I've never seen a fan base so sensitive, but yet so much fun to pick on, man. It was great. Well, I'm sorry, Mark. Don't uh, Mark Edwards. Don't get mad at me for, for the <laughs> West Virginia. Joke. He knows his. He knows his state sucks. His state sucks for fishing. I'm sorry. Mark's a heck of an angler. How he comes yeah. out of West Virginia and an angler like that is beyond me because his state sucks when it comes to bass fishing. Period. Well, maybe, ne maybe next sucking. year he'll maybe <laughs> maybe next year he'll start a West Virginia team back up. I hope, but hopefully they're not going to uh, put us on the Greenbrier or New River because I think a total of literally West Virginia wound up producing last year a total of maybe, I think, eight scorable bass. Wow. I mean, they, they could have Jody Queen, Matt Ball, Mark Edwards, because I, I think Matt Ball yeah. is right on the other side of the border. I mean, in Ohio, I, I think they touch. I, I'm, I'm not good, but yeah. there's geography. Up amazing there. that, that, that's at least three in West Virginia. Dude, I'm telling you, there's some amazing hammers coming out of West Virginia. I don't see how, because, I mean, their fishing's terrible in this state. So it, it's statistically the worst state of bass fishing in the country. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. No joke. Wow. Yeah. I thought that. Yep. So Mark, I love you to death, man, but your state sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I, man, I appreciate y'all being on and, and good luck this season. I mean, not too much luck. Uh, well, I, well, Randy, not too much luck to you, Greg. I hope we see y'all in the championship. Randy, I hope y'all do great. Just, one less win than us. <laughs> yeah. Whoop it's all the other good. Florida teams. Yeah. Whoop, whoop yeah. all them. So then that way, whenever we go to Okeechobee, they're just like, this season doesn't even matter. We're not even going to try. Yeah. So, and some yeah, people no, no. quit. And yeah, I, I can only hope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Y'all be good. Yeah. And uh, thanks again for being on. We'll see y'all again. Uh, yeah. Good luck this season. And I'll talk to y'all for too long. All right, man. Thank you very much. Bye. There you go. All right, everybody. We'll see you all again next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. 
Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. The Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.